Want to know who's who in the Jeffrey Epstein Zoo? Journalists Lisa and Jen bring you the ultimate deep dive. Prince Andrew's crimes are just the start. We'll lay it all out. Listeners are advised that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Prince and the Pervert podcast. I'm Lisa Tate. And I'm Jenny Tarrant. And firstly, we wanted to just tell you why we're doing this podcast. Because we could be at the pub. Yeah, we could. Drinking coffee. Or beer. And we could be discussing the Duggars, who we like to mock on reality TV. Who have just had one raid on their premises and another one's due. But we're not fixating no. on that. And why is that? Because of me too. And also this podcast is important to us because we're not only journalists, we're mums as well. I've got nieces. My friends have daughters. We're women. And the thing is we've been seeing all these articles, this all this about Epstein. And they keep using the term underage women. And that's wrong. He was raping children. 14-year-olds with braces on. Yeah, it takes a moment for that to sink in. Mm. And then that same 14-year-old has admitted that she went on to procure between 70 and 80 other girls. This is just so massive on a global scale. So what we thought we'd do is the ultimate deep dive. We need to get into the beginning of all this. This episode we're focusing on the UK royal family, but we'll also be telling you what Epstein was doing in the 70s and 80s as well. Because he came from nowhere. It's remarkable, isn't it? He went from masquerading as someone who had teaching qualifications to getting to a school and all of a sudden this guy's got private jets and homes worth millions and how do you go from that to that? Well, that will take people along that journey. Hopefully we'll get some answers because at the moment I feel like I'm down so many rabbit holes. There seems to be no definite pathway of his life. No. I mean, he failed university twice, mm. gets a job teaching young girls maths and physics, then gets a job at Bear Stearns, and with no capital behind him, no trust fund, no estate to start earning more money on the money he had. And it was offered to him during a parent-teacher interview, that Bear Stearns job. So he must have had an ego, a front or a personality that sucked everybody in. Yeah, I imagine. I think it's more than just threats. It's who he surrounded himself with, which is why I think this whole royal family, and we're not just talking about Andrew's interview last week. Everyone's been talking about that. We're actually going way back. The 70s. Because it, these kind of conspiracies, and let me just say it's a criminal conspiracy, they do not come out of nowhere. No. And Epstein had money, and money buys you protection. Access. He, access. He was able to evade justice by using his money, by using his contacts. You know, he's mates with Maxwell because, well, Maxwell, the old uh, who owned lots of news outlets, mm. it's his daughter who's at the moment one of the survivors that everyone's trying to hunt down. Yes, she was the pimp in the whole operation. Let's just call her the pimp. It's better than saying, how do you say her name properly? Um, Jelaine. Jelaine. Stuff that. Call her by what she is. She's a pimp. 
And she's no lady. She used to drive her around trailer parks and get girls. Trailer parks. Anyone who she very quickly picked up was, you know, brought up in the foster care system, she knew they were a target. Even if she, when she was driving in a car, sometimes she'd say to the chauffeur, stop and go over to a girl. She There's reports that some of these girls were approached by her at schools, outside mm. school gates. But, you know, what I'd like to say, she was in love with Jeffrey Epstein and he just used her absolutely. There's nothing special about you, pimp. Nope. And, you know, you start feeling a bit sorry for her that she was, you know, following this bloke around and he was occasionally flinging her crumbs but using her to get other women. But she was a grown woman. Evil. She, she was evil. She knew right from wrong. And allegedly these girls were told if he asks you how old you are, say you're 18. She allegedly was getting these girls to furnish him with a legal loophole. She knew what was going on. Yeah, she's pathetic. And Absolutely. where are you? Oh, well, this is what I'd like to talk about. So this is my summary of the news, and there's so much of it, but this is what stands out to me. So there's going to be a panorama. Now, you may know that as the UK current affairs show that had the Diana interview where she said there were three of us in the relationship. It was very crowded. Very, very crowded. The tampon era. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the tampon here, hilarious. Um, they've got an interview with, um, I suppose you would call her the spokeswoman, Virginia Roberts, of the victims. She's an incredible woman. I know she's been trashed left, right and centre. People have said, oh, well, she would have known. Put her on the rack. Put her on the rack. Wasn't that the pimp who said that? Or who said that? Someone on Andrew's side. Oh, uh, royal linkage. Yes, I I see him seeing red over that. Oh, I'd see see red as well. Mm. But you know, Virginia, she's incredible to have survived all this, and it takes a lot of balls to stand up and do this, knowing all the apologetic, you know, all the pedophilic. Yeah, all those. I'm I'm so angry. I'm losing my words here. It's they're doing a number on her. They're trying to discredit her and all these other victims, but she's standing strong. Good honour. Yeah, she stared Prince Andrew down about a month ago. He knows what he's done. He needs to come clean. Yep. So, Panorama interview with Virginia, December 2. I read on Twitter, she's laying is about to come out of hiding, and part of the reason for that is to take some of the the tailwind or the impact of this interview away. Um, apparently, the FBI knows where this pimp is. So is she in America or is she skittered out of the country? There are so many stories. But did you know she was at Buckingham Palace with Andrew on June 6th this year? So just a few months ago. <sighs> That's just incredible. There's a conspiracy again. So the firm's involved, heavily involved. If she was allowed in there, security should have gone off. Symbolism, Buckingham Palace. Mm. It's probably the most famous castle in the world. See, these kind of things stick with people. And I honestly think that he would have been conspiring with the pimp. Yes. 
they're both trying to work out how to weasel out of this with, you know, no damage to their reputation. It's too late now. Yeah, it's done. It's It's all over. Hey, Andy, even your mum's grounded you. She's not going to throw your 60th birthday party anymore. No fairy bread for you. No. It's a bit sad when you're 60. He's pathetic as well. And he's stupid. He's an idiot. He just thought about one thing. He got dragged into a conspiracy. And that photo of him and Epstein in Central Park, I think that was done deliberately because they wanted to get out of the house in case there were bugs because it was kind of a showdown about what Epstein had on Andrew. So you think Epstein was blackmailing Andrew to keep quiet? Yes, because behind all this, and we'll go into it a bit more, is the Mossad, the Israeli intelligence organisation. See, I've heard a lot of things thrown out about that, but why would Mossad recruit Epstein? And how far back did they recruit him before he broke in, started getting money, before he was a teacher, afterwards? That's what I don't know. That's what we have to try and find out. Yeah, definitely. Look, who knows New York? He may have come across people. He's as cunning as all get out. And if they'd noticed cunning man, egotistical, has bluff, can pretend to be what he's not, he's a perfect person to pick, to train up and to start pushing in the right directions to, you know, break into certain sections of society. Well, there was the Ponzi scheme sort of mid-80s, late-80s, so perhaps it was during that era. I'm just making a judgment oh, we're just based on the timeline. And then did he go um, feral from Mossad? Did he sort of jump out and start doing his own thing? They lost control of him. Or was this Mossad all the way through trying to blackmail people? I'm glad you asked because guess whose father was an actual verified Mossad spy? Not the pimps. Oh, yeah, baby. So the publishing baron, Maxwell, has been... He was a Mossad agent, and I think he was also um, gave intelligence to the Russians. He's a very colourful man. And he was a person who controlled what news went out to the British public and, you know, across the channel, across the Atlantic. So he was incredibly powerful. Wonder what other, what news he stopped getting out that he jumped on. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he died unexpectedly from suicide when he had lots. Was wasn't he a bit financially dodgy at the time? They that was used as the excuse for knocking himself off. Yeah, he stole pension funds, superannuation fund money from people to fuel his glamorous lifestyle. He had a boat called the Lady Pimp. Because she was his favourite ah, child. Yes, yes. Because she obviously had the same type of uh, drive. Yeah, well, did. she learnt from the master, mm. which I think we discussed earlier in one of our other episodes. Um, she could possibly be a Mossad spy as well. thing is, he's a, a publishing baron. He's controlling the news that's going out to the public. And this is back in the days before the internet, before you could you know, you had citizen journalists on Twitter and blogs mm. and, you know, up on Facebook putting news out. The news that people got was so censored because there wasn't the availability. You couldn't grab a phone and look. 
there was no such thing as internet. And we both worked as journos before the internet. But working as a journo now with the internet Mm. and all that information, it's such a different world now when it comes to knowing. Mm. Yes, exactly. Well, now that you mentioned the fact that he was a press baron, I found something that blew me away and I don't think it's been reported on. Now, Andrew had an actress ex-girlfriend, Koo Stark. Mm. The firm deemed her as not suitable. Oh, because of a 10-year-old movie role where she played a lesbian in us and there was a bit of a shower scene, you know. Yeah, exactly. Allegedly. They're such hypocrites, mm. the royals. So this blew me away. Um, Koo Stark won a $534,000 libel suit against Robert Maxwell's newspapers. So she kicked back against all of those involved in the conspiracy. Plus she was awarded undisclosed costs against the newspaper's publisher, Robert Maxwell. Now, I found this in the Los Angeles Times archive. I think it was 1984, but good on her because they were saying that she was cheating on her husband at the time. Um, So there's another roundabout link. Back to Andrew. Yeah. So good on her. Coo? Yeah. We like you. She is. I'm glad you got that. Um, So also we need to talk about the royal family and what this means because, as I said to you, I take a Freudian view of a lot of these things and, you need to look at someone's family to understand them, especially with Andrew. Well, think about the royal family. Go back to the Tudor times. They were chosen by God. They had the mm. mandate from God. They are above everybody else. Has this type of self-belief continued? Do they honestly believe they are above the law? I think he does. There's been a lot of news articles about what kind of a buffoon he is. And his childhood, would he have had, you know, you did something wrong, consequences? Was there any of that type of parenting going on? Or was the parenting dealing with such infractions being dealt out by a paid servant, housekeeper, you know? And that doesn't carry the weight of a parent coming down on you. So did he, was he given morals? Okay, all I can say is how he is now. Um, There's a guy on Twitter who's an um, an ex Royal Family Protective Officer. There's plenty of um, cases where Andrews told them to fuck off or use the C word or drop things and said things like, well, pick it up now, you fucking idiot. So he believes he's better because of his accident of birth Mm. than those who surround him. Yep. So he thinks he's got some kind of, you know, divine right Right. of kings. Mm. But you're never going to be King Andy, are you? Wonder how that how he copes with that. He's the second son. And one of the articles I was reading yeah. was that he used to be, you know, the favourite Randy Andy and, you know, his adventures with the glamorous women. And then Prince got um Prince Charles got married. Mm. And then he had children. And as Andy went further down the line of succession, his popularity dropped mm. because the attention was pushed to, you know, the grand the Queen's grandchildren. You know, he's probably sulked about losing that status. Yeah, and he's got his enabler, Fergie. See, I don't get the Fergie thing. You know, he went out with Kustak, who's beautiful, Mm. 
and obviously from what we're hearing, a bit of a ballsy chick. Mm. And then he ended up with Fergie, who just seems like a roly-poly, you know, she'd drink too many champagnes and, you know, dance on a tabletop. Okay, I'm going to put a link on this to our Facebook page. It's called the Epstein Wiki, um, the Prince and the Pervert. I There's footage of Fergie on top of some kind of motorised suitcase going out of an airport in China. Jen's going to have to look this up now. Oh, yeah. What's she doing? She's just, I don't know, she reminds me of like a six, oh, no, a five-year-old on their first bike. She just comes across as not as polished. But then again, is that a bad thing? No, but I just think she's a bit desperate. Yeah. And all the Jenny Craig stuff she was doing. Oh, please. You remember when she went off and was earning her own money? And We know she would have been given maintenance when they got divorced because she was bringing up, you know, the princesses. There was... Well, she um, used to refuse to answer questions other than about her china or Weight Watchers. Seriously, I think she missed the limelight and she was desperate to try and hold on to that. Mm, exactly. She's never remarried. She loves the title. Mm. So it made me think, okay, Andrew's childhood. And I remember looking back at, oh, my grandmother used to have all the celebratory royal family um Woman's Weeklies, right? My mum used to get the UK Woman's Weekly every week. So, yes, yep. we we were basically reading the same stuff. So there was like a retrospective on Charles around his wedding time. There's a photo of him walking behind his great uncle, Lord Mount Louis. Louis, isn't that a name? It's just flowed through the whole family. There's so many Louis. Louis. Lord Louis Mountbatten. Now, he was um, the Duke of Edinburgh's um, uncle and Charles's grandfather. He never had. He's sort of like the fairy godfather, I suppose. You know, when I was growing up reading these things, he always came across as the trusted older royal that, you know, the sensible one, the solid one. And, well, we were just talking a few minutes ago. I didn't realise he was married because they never really mentioned the missus. It was always him, the solitary confidential pal of the the princes, you know. Yes, or enabler. Enabler. But he's not the sweet little old man that people think he is. So this has only just come out recently. But apparently him and his wife, according to a new book, and I'll get to the name of it and everything in case you want to buy it, they were considered people of extremely low morals. But then we in that time we might have been. Oh, we definitely would have. People might think we've got low morals now. Well, sometimes that's something to celebrate, but mm. low morals, it depends on whether you're hurting people who can't consent. Exactly. So he was a friend of Jimmy Savile. What oh. do you know about Jimmy Savile, Jen? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy was a filthy little piece of something or other. Lint. Um, he didn't belong in anyone's belly button, that piece of lint. He, <laughs> he targeted Young boys. He was a pedophile. And girls. And girls, anything. He would was, rape dying children. He, that's right, the hospital mm. visits, and he was diddling kids in hospitals. It was awful what that man did to children. And everyone knew about it. Everyone knew about it, but he was the darling. And, of course, 
who was in charge of the press in those days in Britain? Mm, Robert Maxwell. Hiding everything. And um, he's a really good friend of Prince Charles. No, I'm not making allegations against Prince Charles. Oh, no. They were just good friends. Anyway, the author of this book, it's a British historian, so it's not just some random it's not making allegations. Not some idiot on Twitter pretending to be a journal. Yes. His name is Andrew Lowney, and he's uncovered evidence linking Lord Mountbatten to the abuse of children from a boy's home in Belfast. Which he would have had access to due to his royal patronage, I suppose. He had a castle near. Oh, yeah. Anyway, and also there's a secret FBI dossier uncovered by the historian that indicates that Mountbatten's sexual activities were well known by the authorities. So this book is called The Mountbatten, Their Lives and Their Loves, and it contains interviews with two unnamed men who describe being brought from the home to his castle, classy born Castle in 1977, right? I think that's in County Sligo. I think that's in the Republic of Ireland. Mm. Um, so both boys were 16. See, if anybody else from the village had gone to that boy's home and asked for two boys to come back to their place, alarm bells would go off. Mm. But it's a royal dude, you know, turning A mentor. Up. A mentor who in the press everybody knows he, you know, he's guiding the future king. I have a stick up my ass as well. Yes, and I have a title. And I'm better than you. And he probably, you know, there's the fear that if you don't do as he wishes, mm. will funds be cut from this charity? Will there be issues? So, of course, the boys would have been handed over. Yes. Um, so one of the men claims to have met Lord Mountbatten four times that summer. Um, he said each encounter lasted about an hour. And it took place in a suite in a hotel. Like they're very specific. And I believe people, I'm a believer. Mm. When people talk about sexual assault, I believe them. I think the time's come to stop putting the onus on people to prove it. Yeah. But this is specific. Um, there were earlier claims published in 1990 that he was part of an old boy network that preyed on children at boys' homes. I think there's quite a few people who'd be linked to that. Well, Jimmy Savile, he's dead. We can say whatever we want. And I know that there's several high-level entertainers who've had the finger pointed at, but it's all alleged. Mm. And we can't say because the UK has some of the most restrictive defamation laws in the world. If only there was the internet back in those days when citizen bloggers could have let loose or victims themselves could have posted and then we'd know more. Because the world's gotten smaller. It's smaller. So I'm not saying that Mountbatten um, molested any of his nephews or anything. No. But he is a member of the family and if you want to understand the family, you have to consider Mountbatten. He was a looming presence. He... he was in their lives, in yeah. these boys' lives. We, the, the influence on older members of your family is huge. It's not just your mum and dad. And especially in this case mm. of these boys, they may not have had the access to their mum and dad because of their royal duties. So they were shifted to, you know, servants or household staff and Lord Mountbatten. Well, he 
said to Charles to sow his wild oats with women mm. and then get someone young and a virgin. And suitable. And suitable. So they say that after he was murdered by the IRA, his bomb, sorry, his boat was bombed mm. in um, near that castle on the harbour. Now, it was unfortunate because I think his sister was on there. There were a couple of local boys. There was a nephew. So it was unfortunate that they died. Apparently it was the second attempt, the first time they got a sniper and the weather wasn't great. Ah. But, yeah, um, so they bombed and it was he just died at the scene. It was terrible. Um, So he had the big state funeral and everything. Well, the firm might have been happy. It sounds like the firm, as in the royal family, knew about him. So it might have been a, it's a tragedy and they've lost a member of their family, but it might have saved a bit of heartache in the long run, except people are coming forward now. It was the Republican IRA that um, admitted it was them. They took responsibility for it. Mm. Sinn Féin, remember those days? Mm. Now they're respectable and got seats in Parliament. So um, he died and then just after that time Charles met Diana. And you know how she had that amazing way of reaching out to people? Mm. She said to Charles, I saw you when your uncle died and you just looked so sad and that kind of dragged him in. She wasn't attempting it. She was just doing her thing. Thing. And then he thought, you're suitable, you're 19, you're a virgin. That's what Uncle Dickie, that's what they called him, Uncle Dickie. Well, that's what Uncle Dickie had been telling him to find. And Mm. unfortunately for Diana, because... It wouldn't have been a happy life she had. It was enough for the target to be put on her back to become Charles's wife. Yeah. Poor lass. Poor lass, yeah. But, Jen, do we want to talk about um, what Epstein was up to in the 70s? See, this is the conundrum. How the hell did he go from one extreme, poor, failing college, teaching, to having private jets, if anybody knows, drop us a line, tell us if you've got any clues because this is the hardest part of it. The island. I, I'm not sad. I'm sure it was an intelligence job, but he also got the money from the Victoria's Secrets guys. I think he's got him over, had him over a barrel with something. So now he's dead. I, my first thought was a lot of people be going, oh, phew, he, I'm not going to be blackmailed by him anymore. Mm. But the pimp's still out there. So it's wonder no one's tried to kill off the pimp because she mm. got the blackmail on anybody. Well, that's what people are saying on Twitter. Don't go through any tunnels in Paris, pimp. Andrew? Well. You've seen the memes go. Oh, there's been some wonderful memes going around about Andrew in the tunnel. Yeah. I, I haven't really gotten into them. It's funny how the weird rabbit holes you end up in. Mm. But there is an Australian um, hip-hop band, Hilltop. Hilltop Hoods, we love them. Yeah. And last night they, in their Arias speech they said, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, which has become a thing across the internet. Uh, there's been interviews on Fox News. I saw this dog breeder talking about a certain type of dog <laughs> and uh, so it was the split screen, the breeder on, down the bottom, the news anchor up the top, and then right at the end he went, Epstein didn't kill himself, and the news anchor just 
laughed and just went, thanks for that. And now back to the, yeah, it was fantastic. And they're airing these. Mm. I suppose it was a live cross, but they could have for future, you know, airings, cut it, but they're leaving it. It's become such a byword for corruption. Yes, conspiracy. Well, Channel 9, they um, kept it on on there, so. We need to see if we can reach out to the boys. Well, I have. Oh. So hopefully you can have a chat with them. Oh, excellent. I'll check my email in a second. But, um, yes, so apparently Epstein launched his career during a parent-teacher conference at the school which he lied to get into as a teacher. So that's how he said, I want to be on Wall Street, and the parent was so wowed by the conversation. Can I give you guys one bit of advice? If you meet someone straight off and they're full of charisma, just step back a bit because some people with too much charisma are actually evil and it's actually false charisma. That poor parent now must be hating the role they have played in this. Well, I hope that they're dead, really, because it would be. How could you live with that guilt? Like, it's not you gave him the steps or opened the door for him to go forth and do this. Yeah. It's still on him. He is still the evil. He was evil. But knowing that you were part of that. Yes, we haven't got an email back yet from the boys, but hopefully we will. Yeah, I know, that would have trouble living with myself. So, um, yeah, he ended up at Bear Stearns and then he had that Ponzi account, but that was in the 80s. When that stuff was legal. Yeah. Well, someone said here when he was at the school, he was very smart and knew how to woo people, how to schmooze. He's personable and makes good company. He also wore double denim and that's a bit of a, you know. Mm. Oh, look, I think I did in the early 2000s. Yeah, probably all did. But it's just so interesting from a teacher to private jets and islands. and Yeah. Well, the New York Times says he did Epstein purposely position himself at the school to get a foot in the ladder to the jet setting, celebrately mingling, power-broking parent base. And was it his sole idea or does this link straight back into the Mossad thing? I don't know. See, was he that smart? Was he that manipulative? Did he have that range of intelligence? Or was he helped? In oh, that well, you've got Ghislaine. Oops, yes. the pink Pins. turns up after her dad dies by suicide in the early 90s. Did she link him up with Mossad? That's a point. So was he Mossad during the teacher parent interview? Was he Mossad when he went to into finance? Or was he Mossad after? He ran into the pin. Hmm. Yeah, so he joined the faculty without a college degree. There was one kid who was molested by him mm. and um, he used to go to parties and it was generally inappropriate. And then the next thing I know about him is the Ponzi scheme and he got sacked from Bear Stearns that mm. he didn't get charged over the Ponzi scheme. He didn't? No. But one, his partner in it, he was jailed. Oh. So someone had the golden touch and someone took the rap. Someone took the fall. I just don't know with this. Honestly, I, 
Um, it is a giant mystery. Because it seems that the first time he the charges were labelled was it 2005. He's operated mm. for so long. With impunity, everyone knew. Every, it seems that everybody knew. Mm. And he just was able to use his wealth to isolate him from the justice system. Mm. You know, he could pay for the good um, solicitors and barristers. Mm. I'm using Australian legal terms here. But, you know, the the attorneys, he could possibly allegedly paid off people. In paid the police. Paid police, paid security, paid witnesses. Now, I understand that there's something, um, a dozen lawsuits from as far back as 2009 that he settled out of court, some of them in the million-dollar range against former alleged victims. So he'd been dealing out money to keep people quiet for a long time. Do you have any predictions about where this is going to go? You don't know. It's, a, it's sort of like a spider's web that we're digging through and then you, we think you get to the end and you know everything and it's going to be a case. It's not a normal spider's web. It's a funnel web spider and you fall down a bloody hole in the ground. And you end up dead. Yeah. Okay, because the one thing I'm worried about is the FBI gets chiseled the pimp and they think, okay, we've done enough. And they, and they stop. They stop. And there's a conspiracy behind it. All these other people get away with stuff. Because how many politicians are involved in this? Mm. Uh, how many large corporation owners are involved in this? How many? Well, we already know there's a publishing mogul tied up mm. in a way, Maxwell. You know, how many royal families are involved in this? How many jet setters? How far does it spread? Exactly. Um, I remember a while ago my friend Fuppi telling me about the Illuminati and, yeah, I looked at it and went, oh, that's a bit weird, but it kind of reflects this to a degree. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. You know, you hear the, the tales and the bullshit and then you think people need to stick their tinfoil hat on. But, hey, I'm embracing the tinfoil because before this, I didn't believe in conspiracy theories, but I do now. Well, not all of them, but some of them. But is it a conspiracy theory or is it the fact that news, basic information was censored mm. by news organisations? That's the conspiracy. It was always there. We were just, facts were withheld. Well, the thing is the UK media, and God bless the Daily Mail, never thought I'd say that, and the Australian media have done a lot better than the US media. Going through on Google, looking at the top mm. results, it's the Australians and the English are popping up. Yeah. I suppose with the English it's to do mainly to do with Prince Andy or Randy Andy being dragged into this and the pimp herself. Yeah. But, and I understand that Virginia, uh, she's in Australia or she lives in Australia at the moment or has mm. recently. So... Maybe our, our libel laws are better. Yeah. America, the media there is disgracing themselves because they've got First Amendment protection for free speech. It's hard to get defamation up there, but it's all those little machinations behind the scenes, like Weinstein. Like there was people saying that they had Weinstein and Epstein um, copy for years and mm. had stories developed for TV, had magazine mm. articles, and huge chunks were taken out of the articles or they didn't run in 
and in the end, like when a lot of Weinstein stuff did not air mm. because, you know, those in charge up the top killed it. Exactly. So the whole idea of this podcast is a collaboration, so that's why I mentioned Wiki. I did try and make a Wiki very much beyond my level of ability. So we just want your opinions. We want your links. We want your ideas. You know, yeah. how far does this go? Do you have any info or can you point us in another direction of another rabbit hole to go down? And if you want to record something on your phone, just send it to us. Um, snarkorellas at gmail.com. That's our other podcast. Um, but we can air it if you want us to air it because the more people who are talking about this, the better. That's why we're doing this podcast. We want people to talk about it going on because the story could be in danger of dying in some points. And we have to make it clear they weren't underage women. They were children. children. And it could have been one of us. So we're deep in research here. We might be back next week or in a fortnight. It's hard to know, but we would love to hear you. Um from you. We're on all major podcasting platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, that's my darkest hole of all. Oh, I love Twitter. And Instagram. Um, and we as a community can have this conversation. That's what I'm hoping. We need info from anyone. It could be the wrong thing, could be the right thing. You never know when a simple comment like, as I said to Lisa the other day, didn't Andrew go out with Coo Stuck? And then, bang, all these links back to Max yep. will come out. Yes, exactly. You don't know where it's going to come up. And I'd like people to predict where this is going to go. And we just don't know what's going to be uncovered by mainstream press in the next couple of days. Yeah. So it's certainly not our pleasure to do this podcast. It can be pretty bloody sad going through the evidence of the victims, but please stay with us. Send us emails um, and hopefully we'll be back because this story moves so fast. Incredibly fast. And then you, when you dig even further down, there's hints of it mm. going back a decade yep. that were never followed up. So thank you for listening um, and hopefully we will hear from you very, very soon.